Off to the races once again. Jim Powell. Yes. John J.T. Thompson. Gimme 10 Podcast. Howdy. Full speed ahead. Hope everybody's doing great out there. Hope everything's going well. Happy, I was going to say happy Sunday. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Sunday. Everybody listens on Sunday. They race to their phones and um, (laughs) transistor radios. Where do you listen to these? They they get a little um, beep boop on their phone and they stop whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the road or whatever. That is right. Okay, so we're going to talk today about... Since they just dropped a new trailer for the last film, which have you seen it? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, okay. So we are talking about Last Blood, which is the last film in the John Rambo series of films, which started with a film, oddly enough, not named after him, even though I think everybody thought the film was named Rambo. The actual name of the film is First Blood. And what a lot of people don't realize is First Blood is based on a novel by David Morrell. By the same name called First Blood. Okay. So First Blood, the novel, was published in 1972. Film released, 1982. So I think everybody just... Rambo became such a dominant character and such a huge... I mean, it's a pop culture phenomenon. Oh, yeah. That everybody just thinks of the first film as being Rambo. Mm-hmm. And then the second film was actually... Rambo First, First Blood. Blood Part 2 yeah. and then you had Rambo it was just called Rambo, Rambo 3, three yeah. so the, the the naming of this is completely incongruent yeah. and then you had what was the next one called John Rambo mm-hmm. and I think this one is just Last Blood, Last Blood so that, yeah. I think that's the last one so four there would be five total five okay. yeah First Blood Rambo First Blood Part 2 Rambo 3 John Rambo Last, Last Blood, Blood. Okay. so the five films and this newest one he's fighting the cartels it looks like yeah, I, I don't know if you saw John Rambo or just Rambo or whatever it was called, the but he one, it was really good. It was it was by far the most bloody and over the top and full of carnage in the series. I mean, he just mows there and down people with a minigun in one scene, and it's just completely... seen the, the uh, GIF of it or GIF, sorry, whatever people call it, with him just shaking the two arms and mm-hmm. people put other in. Uh, items in, take the machine gun out, and put other things mm-hmm. in there. Yes, know? yeah. So there's that scene. I mean, it was good. I think it was it was really good. I I enjoy. I just enjoy any of it. Uh, but really, what I wanted to talk today, I I am a huge fan of the novel. It is one of my favorite novels of all time, which is really strange because I kind of feel like Hollywood and pop culture took this novel and these deeper meanings that were in this book and turned it into almost a caricature of what it was supposed to be about. I, I think that even this first one. Not his as, not speech as, at the end is really poignant. Not as much, not as much the first one as the rest of the series as a whole. But it just it became such a caricature. I mean, it's been parodied by Weird Al. Yeah. It's been parodied by Mad Magazine. You know the hot um, shots. yeah, Hot Shots. I mean the the black pants, red headband, yeah. shirtless, yeah. oiled down guy yeah. stereotype has just become part of that. But uh, the real film, I'm sorry, the the, the movie, the the. Bi- Keep saying it wrong. The book, the yeah. big part about the book was Morel had some. He was uh, teaching about in in college level about creative writing and novelization and things like that. And so he, some of his students came back from Vietnam and had really bad PTSD. Mm-hmm. And his idea behind the book was to take the Vietnam War and bring it to American soil through the character of a soldier, and then set that against the backdrop of this Vietnam veteran with, I mean. He had PTSD before PTSD probably even had a term. Yeah. That's that's what Rambo has. So you're, you're going to set that against the character of the Sheriff Teal, yeah. who is a Korean War veteran. Yeah. 
So you have these two grizzled war veterans that are kind of going at it and they're both stubborn and don't want to back down and they have that training. So it brings the horror of the Vietnam War in. It puts a soldier from the Korean War, which has gotten forgot about and he's resentful and there's so much subplot. And then it turns into just the, the book was way different from the movie. I mean, really? the, okay. So here, here's, an, uh, you just watched the movie yes, for, this, yeah, for this first time. Uh, this is the first time you ever saw it? Yeah. No. I mean, I probably watched it when I was a kid or, you know, with my cousins or best buddies at sleepovers and stuff, but I didn't remember. I remembered bits and pieces. Wow. I think probably what I remember more vividly is two or three. I can't remember mm-hmm. which, which one, but okay. the whole red hat band, machine gun, right. that right. stuff, the stuff that was parodied by all those guys later on, that doesn't appear in, in one. So, I mean, I've maybe little bits and pieces, but basically I went into it as a first viewing. Okay. So we'll, we'll sidebar this. First impressions. What do you think? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, it, it. Of course, every action movie after this owes a debt to it, and it kind of bothers me that Die Hard gets put in a category that it is because everybody says, "Oh, X movie is Die Hard in an aquarium or Die Hard on a seat on a space station." It should be First Blood. Die Hard is First Blood in a you know an office, an office building instead yeah. of the woods. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and. Um, Oh, hold on, I have some notes here. Get this out of my pocket. <laughs> he really does have a piece of paper with notes on it. Okay, I'm thoroughly so, impressed. Uh, the, my, I loved it, first of all, of course, but one of the funny things that jumped out to me is right after, and spoilers for a 40-year-old. Yeah, there's going to be spoilers in this. Another big spoiler later. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just after he escapes the police station early on in the film, it cracked me up because as he's taken off on this motorcycle, Dennehy, who's the um, sheriff, sheriff comes out to the other jerk cop and he says, uh, I'll follow him, you get help. And so it's like they already know they're local police. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me that the policeman is saying to the other policeman, get help. Yeah. You are the help. Yeah, you, you are know? the help. Uh, David Caruso, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. It's got to be one of his earliest roles. Yes, yeah, probably so. Um, just in there for a short time. And um, another thing that jumped out to me that I thought was kind of humorous was uh, the cops when they're out in the woods and it's raining so hard, they all have cowboy hats on, but they have shower caps on over mm-hmm. the cowboy hats. Um those three things early on, but other than that, on a more in a more serious note, um, you know, I just thought it was great, and I thought Stallone's acting, especially in the beginning and the end, when it's not just not nonstop action, mm-hmm. were great, and especially his last scene was really yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So the first cut of this film was I think two and a half or three and a half hours long, and Stallone hated it and thought it was so terrible. He offered to pay the studio to buy the movie back and not release it because he thought it would kill his career. Why? Yep. What was so bad about he, the... They haven't said. I mean, I haven't read about it. It said that, like it was just too long-winded. The pacing was bad. And they convinced him to take it down and recut it. And when they did, everybody loved it. So It's a very felt like hour and a half. I mean, it was on and I, I mean, it sets... A, like you yeah. said, it sets a standard for action movies. I mean, it, the pacing is fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's maybe yeah. two points of being down and the rest of it is full throttle. Yeah, and I mean, even... You could say the tension starts when um, the sheriff first interacts with him and that's like six minutes into the movie, yeah. maybe? And then the, the, then real, on, the real just... tension starts when they put him in the chair to try and give him the dry shave. <laughs> that is when the tension really <laughs> yeah. starts. So, all right, so here's another interesting difference between the book and the film. Tell me the body count for First Blood, the film. What's the body count? Well, not, he doesn't actually kill anybody, but the one sheriff's deputy falls out of the helicopter. So one... Count. First Blood has a body count of one. Yeah. The, the Rambo, the killing machine, who's notorious for just blowing people out of the water, yeah. the first film has a body count of one, and the person falls out of a helicopter is not directly killed by John Rambo. Yeah. In the book, he is a savage. Really? Oh, he lays into people... I mean, All he just, from the start, I mean, he, like this, the scene with the straight razor in the 
police station. I mean, he guts the guy with the straight razor first thing off the bat. And it's not like the jerk cop. It's like a rookie cop who doesn't know. I mean, I'm telling you, he is a savage. Yeah. He's a completely different character. I mean, I think they made him a little more sympathetic for oh, the film. Absolutely, yeah. and, and I mean, I'm okay with that because it played out well. So I think they did what they had to do to make it palatable because you can't root for the underdog if he's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they, if you made him like Jason Voorhees and he's just plowing through people with a hunting knife, yeah. it's a lot less interesting of a film where you really don't know who to root for in this one yeah. because Rambo's technically the bad guy, but he's also this underdog that's been um, treated poorly and kind of run out of this small town. In the book, he's run out of a lot more towns before this one, and he kind of snaps. And again, I mean, they don't focus on this because it was 82 and there wasn't a term for it, but I mean, he's just a poor guy with PTSD whose entire unit has been has died. I mean, he's yeah. the last one of his unit. That whole subplot about his unit being um, being gone and all having died off is also, you know, only in the film. It's not in uh, in the book. But Were there sequels to the books? There are sequels to the books that were so also... he isn't locked up for the rest of his life? Because that's why I figured this, you know. Well, he, we, in, the, in the beginning of Rambo 2, they, they, in Rambo 3, I think, they get him out of jail. It's like the opening scene. Yeah, but it's easier to get a guy out of jail that isn't actually, you know, hasn't actually killed anyone right. as opposed to somebody yeah, exactly. who's yes, sixteen. Well, okay, so here we got 40 seconds left. Here is the biggest spoiler for the book now. Uh-oh. Richard Crenna was not the original Troutman. It was actually going to be Kirk Douglas, but they had a dispute over how the film was going to end because in the book... Troutman kills Rambo. Oh, is that what Kirk Douglas wanted to have? Kirk Douglas wanted that ending to be in there, and they would not do it, so he decided not to do the film, and they brought Richard Crenna in oh, last man. minute. Poetically, that would have been a better ending, I think, but then you don't get... But then you don't get the franchise, movies, yeah. or the cartoon, or the toys, <laughs> the which cartoon. is another thing. We could have talked about this forever. I'm a huge Rambo fan. Yeah. Thank you for giving us this 10 minutes, as always. Please read the book, First Blood. Check out the film if you haven't seen it. Keep listening. Thank you so much. Word.